Jacob deGrom is finally on the hill in a spring game. Martin Perez dominated the best lineup in the World Baseball Classic. We're getting to all of that and a teenager getting a tough test for a Rangers prospect at the World Baseball Classic against Team USA. All that and more on this episode of Locked on Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked onto the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all four seasons, nearly five, of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing, making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and Again, subscribe on YouTube where the best way you can help us, help us grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. The biggest news of the day is that Jacob deGrom is on the hill in a spring game. No, unfortunately, it is not a televised game. It is not the Rangers A game. They are. He is pitching in the Rangers B game, C game minor league game. Um, he pitched against the AAA Royals squad, and this is how his first inning went, according to Levi Weaver, who was there. Um, he said there was a pop fly to left field, an inside the park home run off of the left center field wall, a strikeout on a fastball, he thinks, says he missed it, um, then a strikeout on a slider. Fastball sat 99, slider sat around 92. Now that is fantastic news for the Rangers. There was news that he hit triple digits in a bullpen last week. He actually had two bullpens last week. He had one on Wednesday, where initially they said the plan was theoretically to get him into a game on Monday. But again, they didn't care if it was the A game or the B game or the C game. Just really didn't matter as long as it was an A game against hitters that were not his own hitters um, trying to go and take him yard. Because of course you are, because if you get a chance to face Jacob DeGrom, when he is still getting back to himself, and it, it doesn't matter if it's a spring game, if it's a, he hasn't thrown a pitch in 10 years. Like if, if you can go and get a hit off Jacob Grom, you're going to try and do it. And it's going to make things more difficult and easier also for him to get adjusted to what it's going to be like once he's actually pitching in regular competitive games. Um, so fastball sitting around 99, that's what he sat at last year, the slide around 92 last year. It sat 93. I mean, Oh man, it's down a whole tick from a 93 mile an hour slider to 92. That is still really darn good. I think it is still in progress. The second inning, the update we got from Levi was that he got a pop out to third base, a strikeout on a slider um, also hit 100 for the first time that he saw strikeout who he missed the last pitch and a strikeout on a curveball. So it is four outs in the second inning. Um, because it's a minor league game and they can kind of make up their own rules as they go along. But he said the fastball spin rate was uh, around 2,500 miles an hour plus, 99 to 100. Slider spin rate's around 2,600 plus, which is good. That's that's Both of those are numbers that he has been around. Curveball spin rate, 2,800 plus. Changeup spin rate, 1,700 plus. All those are numbers that are <clears throat> within the range of Jacob deGrom looking like Jacob deGrom. Seeing him... Well, not seeing him. No, just knowing, honestly, that he's out there. Granted, I would like to see him in a Rangers uniform pitching in a game that is televised while wearing the Texas or Rangers or whatever is on the front of the spring jerseys. Um, Just something that does not say Mets and then a, a Rangers cap. I would like to see that on my television at some point before opening day. But, you know, 
if that's what it is, if he's going to keep pitching in these minor league games, maybe have like one major league spring training game before he actually gets back out there for opening day, which again, as of, I think it was Saturday that the plan was to kind of get him maybe three games in the spring. So this is game one. He will have probably two more before we get to opening day, which is uh, two weeks from this Thursday. So 18 days. Someone checked my math, but it is um, less than less than three weeks away. So we are almost there. We're at the finish line. I think officially we are, um, if we are updating the, the DEFCROM scales, we are at DEFCROM 5, the lowest level of DEFCROM preparedness. This is exactly what we were hoping for. He came in a little bit extra ready. If you've not heard all these updates a million times, then um, welcome to the show. You must have not listened for the last like two months, which is great. Happy to have you back. Happy to get ready for this upcoming season. This is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, if you're here for World Baseball Classic updates, we'll get to plenty of those in a minute. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these things that I was hoping to talk about, I am um, having more difficulty doing so today because I'm not only on the time crutch, but something is wrong with MLB.com and their box scores. So the box scores for all of these um, spring training games and for all of these World Baseball Classic games are incredibly difficult to find. And especially when I'm on a time crunch, I don't have time to go search out 1800 different websites to go find it. So um, we are going with the tweet updates and from the different stories of these many publications have been covering this but i'm glad to levi weaver and all the other beat writers who were there levi's were just kind of the tweets that i pulled up but there's some other people who are there and checking this out but jacob Degrom on a hill pitching in a spring game for the rangers everyone can just kind of just let out a collective sigh of relief um it is a little annoying that he isn't pitching in a game where we can all see it and i know we're all very eagerly anticipating that day but just knowing is out there makes things a whole lot easier. There's also um, an update that Nathan Eovaldi will pitch in a minor league game, I believe, today. I have not seen any updates on that. Um, Andrew Heaney pitched against Seattle. He went two and two-thirds innings working on his changeup. Um, allowed a couple of hits, allowed a walk, um, allowed a couple of runs, but, you know, working on his changeup. So we'll, that was not a pitch that he featured a whole lot last year. It was kind of something that he steered away from. It was kind of very primarily fastball slider. So giving him a third pitch, but we're going to go ahead and get that Defgrom uh, ranking off of here. But it's good to see him try to get a little bit of that changeup feel back. Being primarily a two-pitch pitcher is difficult as a starter. The changeup was like mostly fine, but something he kind of abandoned last year. I think that was one of the pitches that was really getting lit up in years past when he was having struggles, like when he was getting just absolutely annihilated um, with the Yankees and a little bit with the Angels that season where he was healthy but annihilated. That was one of the pitches that was giving him some problems. Um, But it's good to see the Rangers trying to give him a little bit wider of an arsenal. Maybe he'll be able to go deeper into games, be more efficient with his pitch counts, which is something that he didn't do super well last year, despite having those insane strikeout rates, which is why the Rangers signed him. But even though he is their number five starter, you also still want to get some length out of him. So you're not asking too much on this bullpen, which we talked pretty extensively about last week. Also got an update on John Gray, who missed one start because of back tightness, got back out there, pitched in a minor league game. He gave up um, a couple of runs and a few hits um, in one inning of work, but good to see him get back out there. I think that he's going to be ready for opening day. I haven't seen anything to the contrary. Not quite sure about Ivaldi. I think he's going to be ready for opening day. That seems to be the sign because he was getting ready to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. So he was more ready coming in. So taking time off, again, was not as big a deal. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't get to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. 
because the Rangers or the excuse me, Team USA really could have used some pitching. But you know who got some really great pitching was Venezuela from their opening game starter, Martin Perez. We're going to get into how great he was against that incredibly tough Dominican Republic team and about a Rangers prospect who is going to be facing Team USA Monday night. Before, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB will be to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now the World Baseball Classic is in full swing. All the teams are playing. We're getting some really great games, some really also not great games. Again, would like to have more box scores to kind of go back through those a little bit more accurately. Um, but we are dealt the hand. We, we play with the hand we are given. And the hand we are given, um, or at least that Martin Perez was given, was a tough one. In the opening game for Venezuela, they are, were facing off against the Dominican Republic, which had such stars in their lineup, including Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Julio Rodriguez, Jeremy Pena, Teoscar Hernandez. There are a few others that I can't think of at this moment because I cannot see the freaking box scores, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> suffice it to say, it was a really freaking tough lineup. A really, really freaking tough lineup. And he got into a little bit of a trouble early on in that game, but he was able to battle out of it. He was facing off against the best pitcher in baseball right now. I mean, I know Jacob DeGrom, I said, when healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball, but he was not healthy last year. And the best pitcher in baseball was Sandy Alcantara, and he was Sandy Alcantara by a wide margin. He was, I don't know if he was unanimously unanimously voted the NL Cy Young winner last year, but he is out of the Dominican Republic, a guy who throws 100 miles an hour with a nasty sinker, and is just really, really tough to get to. Does not walk a whole lot of guys traditionally, but he got in some jams against that Venezuelan team who is traditionally a, a very talented team. They have a lot of stars. Miguel Cabrera did not play in that first game, which is the first World Baseball Classic game. He hasn't played in a long, long time. And uh, they did okay. They've got uh, such stars as Andres Jimenez, who is the second baseman for the Cleveland Guardians, who was, I'd say, the best second baseman in all of baseball last year. They also have another really good second baseman, a guy uh, who unfortunately Rangers know all too well, and Jose Altuve. Um, they have quite a few other guys uh, around the diamond and a few other pretty good pitchers, but their their best pitcher was Martin Perez. He had the best year of, of anybody on that um, Venezuelan team last year. So he got to start in game one and he was able to go three and a third innings. He struck out four while allowing two walks, four hits and one run, which was earned. He, the entire team limited that incredibly talented Dominican lineup to just one run. It was incredibly difficult. And he outpitched Alcantara. He outpitched Sandy Alcantara. This is, I know you might want to say, oh, well, it's a spring game. It's, you know, it doesn't really matter that much. If, if you watch this, if you haven't watched these games, go, go watch these games. They are a lot of fun, especially for these teams in South America and Latin America that are just, their fans are so all in. This is not quite the same level as the World Cup because, again, it's kind of all revolving around Major League Baseball and 
keeping these guys healthy and making sure that everybody who can participate doesn't mess up their chance for the regular season and the teams that are paying their contract. But this is a joint effort by Major League Baseball and the Players Association to put on something like a World Cup. This is about as close as we can get. But this is not nothing. These players care a lot about this. They are putting a lot of effort into this. Mike Trout was one of the first ones to sign up for Team USA. I mean, it's about the closest thing that Mike Trout has gotten to playoff baseball since, I don't know if he was participating in 2017 um but in his career he's not had a whole lot of playoff opportunities and this is about as close as he can get and um, we'll get into what happened to team usa against mexico last night on sunday um and what their lineup is going to do to uh, old um, mitch bratt but martin perez was fantastic he deserves his flowers he outdueled the reigning nl cy young winner he against a more talented lineup i mean venezuela like i said is, is a pretty good lineup and they've got a lot of talented players they have not done well in world baseball classics in the past they are a nation with a lot of very good players i think elvis andrews was on the team and i think Rugi Rugi Odor was also on the last World Baseball Classic team for Venezuela, who I think they might have gotten to the quarterfinals, but I don't think they've ever gotten past the quarterfinals. This is a one of the more talented baseball-rich nations in the world. I mean, you have you know, the United States, you obviously have the Dominican, you have Japan, who is definitely a world player, has been for a while, but is really, really on another level with Shohei Otani um, and Yu Darvish and several other very good players from both the different professional baseball um, and major league baseball and just a lot of talented players. But Venezuela is right up there. They've got a lot of guys out there. Martin Perez being able to be the opening day starter against a Dominican lineup that is one of, if not the toughest lineup in the entire tournament and having him shut those guys down. I know it is spring and they are still all getting ready, but this is not nothing. This is a sign. This is, hey, look at me. I'm Martin Perez. And, you know, I used to be a top 100 prospect and then I was kind of okay for a little while and then kind of not okay. And then last year I was amazing. People didn't really realize and they kind of didn't believe that, oh, I don't know. Is this guy for real? Is this actually who he is? I think last night, I've been saying this literally since basically all season last year and definitely this entire offseason, this is who Martin Perez is. He's really freaking good. He knows who he is. He knows what kind of pitcher he needs to be to be successful and how to go about that and have the confidence when things don't go well to rebound and not let things spiral out of control like they had for him in the past. This is a new guy. He is supremely confident, and I am so glad that the Rangers have this guy on their staff. I mean, this is a huge benefit for the Rangers. And I I think next year, the Rangers are going to have a really tough decision. I don't think it was a tough decision this year, especially, you know, signing him before they got everybody else of like, Hey, you need Martin Perez back, whether he's this or whether he kind of reverts to what he was before. You don't have a whole lot in this rotation and it's going to be difficult to sign, you know, I thought three additional guys, which they ended up doing, but they really needed Martin Perez back for this year. And I think it'll be a really tough decision next year depending on who steps up, like Cole Reagans, who, by the way, looked pretty good the first time through the order, faced 10 batters. Um, or, yeah, no, f- not faced 10 batters the first time through the order. His first 10 batters, he only allowed one base runner. I should say didn't, um, it was only, I believe, a hit. And sat 94 to 95, according to Levi, when he said he remembered to look over, which um, I wanted to chastise him and say look over more, but he obviously had some other things to do. But, again, the Cole Reagans velocity jump, 
Kind of makes him much more of a serious player in this rotation. He talked about being okay, that he was not going to make the opening day rotation because he's like, these, these guys are incredible. These guys are really, really talented. The five that the Rangers have theoretically in their opening day rotation. But Cole Reagan is going to factor more heavily into the decision to sign Martin Perez long-term next year. If he has another year uh, in 2023, like he did in 2022, it's going to be a very, very difficult decision because hopefully Jack Leiter, Owen White, um, Maybe not Kumar Rocker, but Cole Reagans and maybe even Cole Wynn are going to be knocking on that door to step into that rotation. And uh, I don't envy what Chris Young is going to have to make a decision on next year, but it is a good place to be of, wow, we've got too many talented guys, some youngsters that want to step in, or this guy, Martin Perez, who's been freaking awesome for us, and we're going to have to make a decision about signing him long-term. That's going to be a tough choice. And coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about another left-handed pitching prospect that is going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic and has a tough task ahead of him against Team USA. But first, this episode is is brought to you by Built Bar. It is time for Built Bar, the Built March Madness Bracket. It is here. We know you have a favorite Built Bar or Puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to Built marchmadness.com to vote for your favorites you know what i'll be voting for it is going to be the cookie dough chunk puff it is so incredibly good you know it is um it's just so good and it's so hard it is a really tough choice just like filling out your march madness bracket it is um is probably even harder filling out your favorite built bar bracket but if you want the rangers to win then you know you'll be voting for that bar you got to go support your team as well um and when you vote uh, your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners win a free box of Built. Not only that, but the number one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, it is so amazing. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite Built bar or puff and pick a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Now, Mitch Bratt is pitching for Team Canada, one of now two, just two players for the Rangers in the Rangers system to participate in the World Baseball Classic. That number was going to be four, but again, Nathan Ivaldi had a little bit of a weird insurance situation with which some other U.S. pitchers ran into, and a neck stiffness issue for Jose Leclerc kept him off the Dominican World Baseball roster. The Rangers said, no, no, we are not going to have you go risk getting injured pitching in this tournament, which again means a lot to a lot of people. And of course, Jose Leclerc would probably be giving it his all should he be put into a game. But uh, it's not happening. And uh, Mitch Bratt, who is selected for Team Canada, he is a teenage lefty pitching prospect, a starter, a fifth round pick uh, in the 2021 draft for the Rangers. I ranked him in number 17 in my preseason prospect rankings. He is pitching tonight on Monday against Team USA, a lineup that is just absolutely ridiculously unequivocally stacked with talent, but has not quite measured up uh, in recent games. He dominated in 2021. That was or the 2021 draft is a fifth round pick. In 2022, he dominated in his full season debut. He played I think entirely with low A down East, a 2.45 ERA in 19 games. 18 of those were starts. Um, he had 80 and two thirds innings where he struck out 99 batters. MLB Pipeline also ranked him number 17 at the end of last year. And he's facing up against a Team USA lineup that has come up a little bit short, honestly, in the last in the first few games of this tournament. They only scored two run, or six runs um, and a win over Great Britain to open the tournament. Um, and 
they were not very good against Mexico. Mexico just absolutely dominated them in uh, Sunday night's game. And it was honestly kind of embarrassing for Team USA. They got beat 11-5, and most of those runs came late on in the game because the starting pitcher, Patrick Sandoval, a lefty starting pitcher for the Angels, who is going to be a freaking problem. By the way, I talked with Locked on Angels Boys on Friday's episode. We had a little back and forth about which rotation was better, and I, I after seeing Patrick Sandoval have such incredibly good at-bats, and especially against um, battles against Mike Trout, where he was able to... Uh, you know, did work work a walk against him and a felt like a ten pitch at bat made it incredibly difficult on him and it is it's gonna be really difficult for the Rangers to go get him and I, I think that maybe the Angels have a little bit better of a rotation but all that to say I mean I don't think Mitch Brad is by any means Patrick Sandoval who had a sub three ERA in 140 160 innings in Major League Baseball last year and Mitch Brat has one season of professional baseball a full season professional baseball. Granted, he's probably going to be in high A this year, and he's pretty advanced for his age and his experience, but he's got to go up against this Team USA that is has not been great. I mean, the top three in the Americans lineup is, is as good as you can get. Five uh, MVPs between those top three, 23 combined all-star appearances, and 19 silver sluggers. The top three goes like this. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, and then, you know, it falls way off a cliff when you get to the cleanup hitter. And no one freaking Arenado. No one Arenado. The number nine hitter has been Jeff McNeil, who is a multi-time all-star at second base. One of the best second basemen in baseball. I mean, for goodness sake, the last couple of games, the catcher has been hitting eighth. And um, in game one, that was JT Romuto, who was hitting third for the Phillies in the freaking World Series less than five months ago and then he's hitting eighth in the world baseball classic because team usa is freaking stacked and then oh the next game they had oh just just will smith not not the rangers will smith the other will smith um the multi-time all-star catcher for the dodgers who is hitting eighth in that lineup that is how insanely stacked that lineup is tim anderson was hitting seventh um it's just like okay cool cool i mean trey turner is like hitting sixth or seventh every night and playing second base it's just like Okay, and they have been held down pretty badly the first couple games, and these guys for Team USA are taking it just as seriously as anybody else. Paul Goldschmidt wants to be in there every single day. He is the reigning MVP, had an incredible season last year, and I kind of feel bad for Mitch Brad. He is going to get a tough challenge. I think maybe he's up to it. This is by far going to be the toughest challenge of his baseballing life, maybe ever. Because of the level of experience that he has and the level of, um, for lack of a better term, pissed offedness that this Team USA lineup is going to have. Um, and oh, poor Mitch Brat. I mean, so many, all these guys are right-handed, so I think they're going to absolutely have a, have a, a, maybe a field day with poor Mitch Brat. The fact that he got saddled with this start. I mean, he's he's got some other guys on uh, Team Canada that are pretty good. Freddie Freeman is there. There are a few other uh, like quite a few major leaguers that I can't think of the roster off the top of my head. Um, didn't have time to go look all of it up, but Freddie Freeman is there and um, Mitch Bratt. Good luck to you. This is going to be a uh, difficult challenge, but if, if Vance Worley, a guy who has not pitched in major league baseball since 2017 and has, I believe one season of affiliated ball since 2018. And that was last year when he had like a five and a half ERA in AAA with, I believe the Mets 
then and he was able to get out with two and a third, two and two thirds with no earned runs, a couple of, of unearned runs, but still. I think that Mitch Bratt, if if he's able to go in and, you know, keep this lineup from just blowing him up, which really at this at this point in his career, being a nineteen year old with one season of full season minor league baseball under your belt, just go out there, have fun. Honestly, that is kind of my advice for Mitch Brett. This is going to be tough, um, but, I mean, enjoy this experience. You get to rep your your nation, Team Canada. You get to go up against the best of the best, which is what I know every every major leaguer, every minor leaguer wants. Everybody who is that competitive wants to go face off against the best, see what they've got. And, you know, if you get lit up, there is absolutely no shame in getting lit up by Mike Trout and Mookie Betts and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and everybody else on Team USA because they are all freaking stars. That is three pretty much surefire Hall of Famers and then probably another one in the four hole um, and probably maybe a few others later on down in that lineup. Who knows? Um, But there is no shame in that if you get lit up. This is a pretty much win-win. Hope it doesn't destroy his confidence too much if they absolutely crush him. Um, Get some outs, have fun, rep Team Canada. But there's not the only prospect that I wanted to talk about. The Rangers cut down on their minor leaguers in big league camp this weekend. Actually, I believe it was on Friday. No, it was Saturday. Yes, Saturday. They cut off 10 minor leaguers, sent them down to minor league camp. Uh, Luis Angel Acuna was sent to Frisco. Evan Carter was sent down to unassigned at this point. Kyle Cody. Dustin Harris is sent to Round Rock. That's good. That's a promotion. Did pretty well in AA last year. I'm excited to see what he can do in Round Rock. Lucas Jacobson, the big tall lefty with a splitter who throws up to 97, has not been assigned a specific place just yet. Zach Kent, who I thought had an outside chance of making the Major League Opening Day roster. Depending on the health of Jake Odorizzi, which I believe is still up in the air if he's going to be healthy for opening day. Um, but Zach Kent's going down to Round Rock. Frenario Zuna, unassigned. Ricky Venasco is up to Frisco, which he ended last season there. Uh, Owen White is in Frisco as well. And Colwyn is assigned to Round Rock. So those guys are no longer there. But Bruce Bochy talked a whole lot this weekend about how freaking much Evan Carter impressed him, how they said, yeah, yeah, even with Leody going down with that injury and maybe he's not ready for opening day, they were they were never going to push Evan Carter to the Major League roster for opening day to be the center fielder because Evan Carter is still just 20 years old. He only turned 20 at the end of last season, had six regular season games in AA, plus the 10 or 12 or however many postseason games where he did pretty well um, in AA last year. But he still needs some extra seasoning. And the Rangers are getting to a point where they are transitioning from, you know, the growing out of the win later and, you know, uh, prioritized development to the we got to win now. That is what the Robbie Grossman signing kind of indicated. Of We don't have time to let these little prospects you know, maybe make their way into lamp and maybe they're ready. Maybe they're not. And we have time to like, see how we need a veteran guy who we know is, is going to be able to go out there every day and provide us some kind of baseline level of competence and knows how to handle himself as a professional and on a team that knows how to win. Robbie Grossman has done that. Um, he has also played for the Tigers. So um, <laughs> he has just been a major leaguer for a long time. And the Rangers wanted a surefire thing as opposed to a question, which there were a lot of positive questions that could could have filled that left field hole. 
but they decided to go with Robbie Grossman, and I think that ended up being the right spot. But the fact that Evan Carter impressed so much as a 20-year-old that they were like, we got to keep getting this guy at bats. I mean, he had a on base over 500 in big league camp this year. He was leading the team, led the team in walks for his time while he has been here. I think he's probably going to hold that. Maybe someone else will end up getting a whole lot more walks in the last like week or two or whatever of big league camp. But Evan Carter really, really impressed, and that kind of shows me that like he's going to have to fight his way onto this big league roster, going to have to earn his way that he can come up and not only just be up and be ready for the big leagues, but be ready to contribute to a winning team in a big, big way. And I think eventually he will. And it might even be at the end of the season, depending on how well he does. I don't know how long they'll keep him. I'm thinking he'll start in double A. But the fact that he's on a sign kind of makes me think that maybe they saw what they needed to from him in double A. I don't think they're going to be that aggressive to bump him up to triple A after less than 20 games in double A. But Evan Carter has surprised every single corner. Bruce Bochy had really, really high praise for him, how impressed he was with Evan Carter at such a young age and um, compared him to a guy who is, uh, I can't remember the name because Kevin Sherrington has a much longer memory um, of um, older players than I do clearly. Um, and he has been at Rangers camp for the last couple of days, writing some things for the Dallas morning news. Who is it? Oh, Steve Finley. He played uh, 19 years in the big leagues, four gold gloves and a multi-time all-star. So that's, it's a pretty high compliment from Bruce Brochi of a guy. If if Evan Carter has 19 big league seasons, that's a really, really good prospect. And a guy who, as Rangers fans, I understand the hesitancy and the concern about, oh, I don't know if we can have hope in another prospect because you've been burned before and burned often and burned recently. But I think Evan Carter is going to help turn that tide around of instead of minor leaguers being these guys who have a lot of potential and don't live up to it to, oh, this is a guy who finally did live up to that potential or maybe even exceed it. But the Rangers are in a good place. Hopefully we'll have uh, a little bit more information tomorrow. Maybe MLB.com's box scores will be working and we'll see how Mitch Bratt does tonight against Team USA. Either way, like I said, going to be a lot of fun for that kid. Best of luck to him against that vaunted Team USA lineup. Maybe they could wait just like one more day or like, I don't know, until Mitch Bratt's out of the game to start crushing it and remembering that they are Mookie Betts and Mike Trout uh, and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Just like go easy on that teenager from Canada because it's going to be a great day for him no matter what. But thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, go check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft advice out there. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.